0: Hey, friend, and welcome. This is Courageous Radiance Podcast. My name is Brittany Dixon, and I am uber-duber excited about you being equipped and anchored in Jesus Christ. That is what this podcast is about, us becoming courageously faithful to follow Jesus Christ and doing that well. I'm so excited for you to hop into this podcast as we, for the whole summer, are talking about the blessed life of the disciple. Let's go. Hey there, friend, and welcome to Courageous Radiance Podcast. I'm so thankful that you are here and joining for another week as we are digging in all summer talking about the Sermon on the Mount, the blessed state that Jesus lays out this recipe of goodness yet difficulty. He's truly taking the ideals, the lies of the culture of the world back then and even over 2,000 years later, where this meets us today. And he's inviting us to see this from a different perspective. He doesn't want us to just follow the status quo. He doesn't want us to just go with the flow. He wants us to go counter-cultural and to trust him and to believe him. Even if our feelings don't align, don't align even if it doesn't make logical sense on a piece of paper even if this is not what any parent or teacher or Sunday school teacher has taught us he is flipping upside down the truth of the world and he's giving a revelation to his world to his kingdom come and although the crowds were saw were following him and 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 he saw them coming. Jesus goes up the mountain and he's talking, teaching his disciples. So, the the small group who has decided to follow Jesus, at least outwardly. So when we again think of these different faith convictions, they outwardly, publicly, as well as privately are saying, Jesus is Lord of my life. But Jesus is going to challenge this down to the core level, this inward most belief of, do you really believe what I'm saying? Is my kingdom come greater than your own? So, as Jesus is talking to them and, and preparing them really for this radical life shift, this, this um, completely, again, countercultural shift for his kingdom view versus their their worldly system, their own inward ideals or, or idols or worldview. Jesus is like, "No, that that's not going to fly. We've got to completely go opposite in order for you to follow me well. So Jesus calls those blessed who are mourning for they will be comforted. So the last couple of weeks we were talking about blessed are those who are poor in spirit those those who have gotten to the end of themselves who are so desperate their depravity their their inward self is done with self-reliance it doesn't work they've realized that there is no there's no ladder that can be climbed to success or happiness or or anything apart from from jesus and and even if in following jesus the goal isn't worldly success the goal isn't happiness the goal is just jesus because he's all that 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 we need it's a desperate state of of jesus and nothing else so that was blessed are those who are poor in spirit and next to that jesus is then testing us and and setting us apart at a whole other distinctive level and saying that as we mourn and grieve sin that's in our lives and surrounding us and those that we love as we turn on the news, as we go to school and we go to work and we go about our day. We, we're at church, we're in our small group at church, we're at our kids soccer game, whatever and wherever. We are constantly in a world that has fallen. Ever since sin has entered the world, This is this is the state that we're in. And we can't get away from it. And we're, we can't run from it. And then what's even worse is it's in us. It's in our DNA now until Jesus comes again. So this mourning, this grieving, yet comforted. It's, 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 it's kind of um, a paradox where why would I be blessed if I'm mourning something, if I'm grieving something, if I'm lamenting. So I'm constantly venting. <laughs> if I think of my own self, venting about something that's going on at work, venting about what my husband didn't do, venting about this kid and that kid, venting about my dog. Cause one of my crazy dogs can literally it needs to be in a circus. He Jumped our, he jumps our six foot fence. We raised part of our fence to eight feet. Can't get over that, but he can still get over seven and a half feet. Why do I know this? Because he got out as we boarded him at the vet. Yes, just whole other discussion. But the point is that I'm not going to just vent about my crazy dog or my toenail broke or things that even truly hurt me help like in my body I'm aching. I have I have pains or I have this new diagnosis or I have this 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 trouble that's going on in my life or in my circumstance. So it's not just I'm venting and you know mindless mean meaningless conversation. This could be something that is truly big and important but The lamenting versus venting. I I heard a pastor one time say, and this was so good, um, that those who lament the difference versus when we're venting. The venting is God owes me or the system owes me or my husband owes me or my dog owes me to stay in the yard or my job owes me. It's it's from it's It's not from a state of brokenness. It's not from a state of emptiness. It is this is what isn't happening, and it's do me. Now we're not gonna say that. I don't say that, right? Well, about my dog, I maybe do, but I don't say that, but it's implied versus if I'm lamenting a state of my brokenness or my sin or whatever. It's not even trying to sugarcoat it at a layer of this is okay. This is God, I'm grieving for my thought life. I'm grieving how I feel about this person because I know that I should not feel this way. I know I should not be inwardly murdering my brother or my sister in Christ or or even if they're not safe, I'm 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 judging so much so that I'm murdering them in my heart. That I've put up so many walls and 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 I've cut them out of my life, and I'm jaded or I'm I'm cynical even. I'm bitter. All of these things that there's no way that I could have begun to lament and to understand or or to grasp it even if I didn't first understand the gap of me to God. So I I wrote down a question. Are you truly honest about your sin or your gap between yourself and God? I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna say it again. Are you truly honest about your own sin? And that could be at this very moment, that could have been two hours ago, just a constant sin that, that you struggle and wrestle with. Um, could have been something that happened last week that the Holy Spirit just reminded you of, but are you, are you honest about this? And, and then the, the second part to that is the gap, the gap that that sin separates you from God. Paul says in, in Romans, um, 623, that, um, the wages of sin is death. And, and this sounds so like, oh my goodness, wow, like death, like death, death. but maybe it's not even a physical death, but there there could be deaths in our relationships. So like think about death in a marriage that's that's divorce. that can be death in a in a child parent relationship that you know just estranged relationships. that could be um, death in so many ways. Um, there could have been so many bad decisions that I've made right in my health that maybe I'm physically alive, but maybe there's effects of that, of, of living in this certain way for so long or in my finances or in my job or et cetera. Death is not just from a standpoint of, of, of a physical death. And when we allow sin at any level, microscopic or, uh, you know, magnitude level, it, it begins to, to sever us little by little. And for those who are believers, so just kind of pause here for a second. If you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior and, um, repented of your, of, of your sins and, and have given your life to to Jesus and, and and not um, made light of that. And and this is this is a a true confession that you now believe that, as Ephesians two eight says, that you're saved by grace through faith alone, alone by itself. That there's nothing you can do, even on your bestest bestest day, that Jesus Christ is is the atonement for your sin, even in that state of. Heaven is in eternity, is is your eternal reality. There's still consequences of sin here on this side. And there's still ramifications of what it does in other people's lives. So it's not just, I used to think that, well, I just need to get saved so I could just go to heaven. And that in of itself isn't really brokenness. That's not even really um, caring necessarily about my brother or my sister in Christ or, or what God has left me here to do. I mean, he could have easily, I could have gotten saved and I could have just died uh, and just done, you know, checkbox. I, I made it to heaven. But each day that I wake up and that... There's there's new life and breath in me. I'm here for a greater reason than just me getting to heaven. That That is the goal. <laughs> but there's so much more than that. And if I'm just focusing on heaven for me, then I'm going to miss living for God today and tomorrow. And sin will be more easily... Um, lightened and just kind of like swipe through next story oh uh, there was um, just another big grievance that happened in the church okay next swipe to the next news story big accident that happened you know eighty six people dead swipe next door. I mean, just no I mean just when you think of just a a, a heart of stone, like it didn't even penetrate for even a second and, and I'm saying this because this this is I, I'm actually confessing here on podcast just where I think in and for my case and working in ICU so long and being around death for so long that it's jaded me. And it broke me to a place of, God, I don't want, if I'm body bagging a hundred more people or one other person, I don't want that to be an opportunity that I don't stop and reflect and pray over this person as I'm putting, as I'm doing their more care. And that's been something that I, I mean, with most people what that I do it now, I even I I grieve, I cry. I don't know what has happened in their lives or, you know, I, and I and I pray and, and I give that to God, but I I saw what was happening in my heart by not taking the time to truly grieve. By 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 letting the emotional barriers up so that I didn't feel anything anymore. And you know, you get to this place where then sin isn't, isn't even a problem anymore. It's like, Oh, you know, there's just two women together. That's just what people do. Oh, it's on Disney now. doesn't matter. That's just what people do. Oh, it doesn't matter if, you know, um, she's on her third husband and, um, you know, and, and not for reasons of, you know, maybe a prior husband has passed away or anything like that, but, you know, no amends of, of what's happened in the prior relationships, just, and again, this isn't setting you as a judge because that's 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 between them and, and God. But, but it is to say, why is sin okay with me now? Why is it okay that this person is living with their boyfriend and sleeping with them before they're married? And it doesn't matter because I'm like, well, you know, I did it too. So big deal. They're going to get married or, you know, listening to music where it's just, Cuss word, cuss word, cuss word, cuss word. And it's like, it doesn't even, it doesn't even stick. It's just like, eh, this is just what happens. And y'all, like little by little by little, and you start to see, man, how, and then, you know, you, you look at yourself later down the road and you're like, how did I get here? How am I, how have I drifted so far from this blessed state that Jesus is, 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 is teaching here? Oh, because I started to allow the one sin be okay, and the next sin be okay, and the next one, and the next one, and the next one. I started to drift because my alignment with God was no longer this mourning and this brokenness for for God's brokenness. God is broken for sin. So why am I not broken for sin? God is broken for the lost, So why am I not broken for the lost? And as we read in um, Psalm 66, uh, just, I mean, David talks about it perfectly there. That's just, this has to be the focus of, of our coming to God, of just this constant turning away from how we used to view things and repenting of that in this new view of of sin, this new view of emptiness and brokenness, and it's not just oh I didn't get what I want, you know I didn't get this um, all my expectations um, didn't didn't come true. So it's not just I'm broken and I'm mourning because I didn't get what I want or. Or this person hurt me and it's all about me. It's me centered. Somehow it's not what I saw fit, but this is a brokenness, an, a, a mourning at a deeper level, at a grievance level, because man, God, you're broken. And I wrote here um, some different things to re- that helps me litmus test my own sin, my own daily sin, some things that kind of help reorient me if I'm drifting. So one of the things I wrote is forgiveness. If it starts becoming easy for me to say, like if somebody wrongs me, whether it's malicious or accidental, but as soon as it starts getting to a place where I'm like, I can't believe that they did this and I am just, ugh. and they don't even care. As soon as I start to go on and on and on a little bit more, maybe, you know, it's one thing to talk about how this did hurt me. That's that needs to happen as part of the grieving process, especially to that person. But as soon as I'm holding on to the unforgiveness for me, then there's something that is going to start causing me to drift later. Because I don't have the the ability to not forgive. And this is even in the Lord's Prayer, (laughs) just Matthew 6 that how can I not forgive somebody their grievances or their failures or their, you know, pain to me and me not even for a hint of a second think about the fact that I am a part of the reason that Jesus is nailed to the cross also another piece is my patience. So another thing that I have to litmus test is am I becoming more impatient with especially when I think about those most close around me or when I'm at work. My patience is an easy indicator for me on my on my brokenness or my emptiness. So maybe it's just I'm tired, of course could be, could be a lot of things for me or I ha- I have an empty cup. I I've been skimming past my time with Jesus. But then also if if those things have not happened then I need to start looking a little bit deeper for for me. I also wrote down um expectations that when I start creating these expectations of other people and then I- and then I'm not reflecting on the fact that I jack up expectations like all of the time. See how it's it's a it's it's just a constant way of looking honestly at my own self and my own fallenness and my own gap and how much I I not even do this to other people, but how much Jesus had to die on the cross for me. So the I talked about this earlier, but where where am I tolerating sin? So that's another question to ask yourself. Where am I tolerating sin? Even the smallest amount. Even the smallest amount. And again, start inward. This, this is not necessarily for you to just go look at somebody else's sin. This is to start inward with you. What type of movies? I'm be honest with you. I was a big Sex in the City fan. Um, late '90s, like in college, and 2000s, and all of I've. I mean, I've seen all of them, all of them, like rerun again, and even the movies. And I found myself getting back into kind of like how I rewatched like a Downton Abbey, and the Holy Spirit was like, no. And and I even struggle because I really like Bridgerton. Like legitimately, I I just enjoy that air of movies and stuff like that. Of And um, and y'all again, this listen, this is me. I am. I'm am talking about me. Your own personal convictions are going to be yours. But for me, I have to watch the things that I'm watching. I have to be very careful on the things that I'm listening to. I have like music. I have to be very careful on just listening to the dialogue of my complaints again because I'm thinking back to what Paul said in um this Romans 6 that sin essentially is killing it, it like if sin leads to death if the wages of sin are death so sin kills then on the opposite end because Jesus is completely cult uh, countercultural then on the opposite end this verse in terms of those who mourn will be comforted, is brokenness restores. So if sin and just jadedness and, and and drifting away from the things that truly grieve God, which is sin, then brokenness and humility are, are restoring. Why? Because they allow us to be in an alignment with God. So I'm not going to read it, but another verse um, that I'll post on the blog is um, 1 Thessalonians 4, 13 through 15, as well as Isaiah 35, verse 10. Y'all, so this whole summer, we are really focusing on these, again, these distinctive factors that Jesus says are the characteristics of those who follow him at a core level. And here on Courageous Radiance, we want to courageously follow Jesus at all costs. Why? Because we love Jesus that much and doing it the world's way does not work. And if I'm saying that Jesus is Lord of my life, I don't just wanna say this at a public conviction. I don't just wanna say this in my private life, but at an inward conviction, heart transformation level and I'm going to believe God at his word, I'm going to trust him, courageously trust him and obediently follow him no matter what, then y'all, this is, this is the state of the disciple. We're learners, we're followers, we're anchored in Jesus Christ, we're equipped in his word and we sit at his feet. I'm so thankful that you have tuned in for yet another podcast and I hope to see you here next week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I pray that this has been an encouragement for you, that you feel equipped in the word of God at the feet of Jesus. And I pray that it truly inspires you to assess your core level beliefs and that this transformation impacts you greatly. Head to the blog, CourageousRadiance.com. You can get some free resources, join the mailing list, learn more about Courageous Radiance, listen to podcasts, all of the things. There is a song playlist. Friend, I would love to connect with you. Know that I am cheering you on as you begin or continue to build your life upon Jesus Christ.